Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond. I hope that your Thursday is off to a great start. A uh, great day, too. It's the Solemnity of the Nativity of John the Baptist. I was just talking with my, my producer, Nick. We've got a celebration after celebration here starting today. Today's a Solemnity. Tomorrow is as well. There's a memorial on Saturday, so it's time to celebrate here as Catholics. Uh, hey, when was the last time you went for a bike ride? It's been a little while for me, but my bicycle, that was one of my favorite things when I was growing up. Being able to ride my bike, it was freedom, and I I rode it everywhere. I started when I was five years old. That's when I first learned how to ride a bike, and I had this little blue Schwinn bicycle, very typical beginner's kind of bike, no gears, just the pedal and the chain, and that was it. Uh, You'd stomp back on the pedals to make it break. I had that bike until I was about 10 years old. Right at that age, most of my friends, they were starting to get mountain bikes. And that was my big request for Christmas that year. Hopefully get a mountain bike as a present. And sure enough, I did. I got that mountain bike for Christmas. It was 18 speeds, uh, had hand brakes instead of the, the foot brake. It was navy blue, and I was moving up in the bike world. Now at 10 years old, that bike was almost too tall for me. When I would get on it, I'd have to kind of straddle the bar going the length of the bike, and I'd be up on my tiptoes just kind of balancing there. And then I'd put one foot on one of the pedals, push it to get the bike moving just a little bit forward, and when it started to move, I'd have to hop up just to get up on the seat. Then I could start pedaling and gain some momentum to go forward. But I was so happy with that new mountain bike. Like I said, A bike for me, it meant freedom. I I was able to get all around our neighborhood and explore. I could ride it to the little corner store, pick up a soda and a candy bar if I wanted to, or I could ride it to the the swimming pool, the public pool, just uh, about a mile away from our house in the summer, over to the arcade to play video games or to the park to play basketball with my friends. But one thing I did not understand about my bike, that was the gears, It was an 18-speed bike, like I said, and if I moved those two levers, one on each uh, end of the handlebars, if I moved those levers around that controlled the gears while I was riding, the chain would move around to different levels on the chain ring. And while some gears, you know, they made it hard to pedal to the point where it was difficult to even get the bike moving from a starting position, other gears just made it way too easy. My feet, they would pedal around and around quickly and easily, but The tires wouldn't move very fast, and I was going to wear myself out before I could get very far. So not understanding the basics of why gears are beneficial on a bike at that young age, 
and not asking anyone about them. I don't know why I didn't ask. I just never did. I ended up setting it to a gear that was somewhere in the middle between the high and the low gears. And I just left it there. And so I essentially made my 18 speed mountain bike, a one speed mountain bike. And it wasn't until several years later that I had a friend who I was watching as a teenager, I was watching him ride his bike. And finally that concept of gears on a bike, it just clicked for me because I'd watch him switch down to a low gear when we were riding up a hill. And then he would crank it up to a higher gear when we got up to a speed uh, on a level road surface. And he was using the gears as they were intended to be used. And it made riding a bike far easier for him than it was for me as I'm trying to keep up with him. So I began experimenting over the next days and weeks. And I quickly got the hang of how those gears worked on a bicycle. And this allowed me to ride for longer distances without getting as tired. The bike worked more efficiently when I used the right gear at the right time. And even though I already enjoyed riding my bike, this new knowledge that I had, well, it made riding the bike even more enjoyable. And I think this can be true in so many other areas of life. If we understand how something works or if we have a working knowledge of the process, we get more out of it. We're able to enjoy it or to utilize whatever it is to a greater degree. And of course, this is no different in our spiritual lives. Today, we're going to talk about the sacrament of confession. Confession is also called the sacrament of reconciliation. It reconciles us to Christ. But what does that mean? And then how can you best prepare yourself for this sacrament so that you get the most spiritual benefit from it? How can we experience the best possible healing, the best possible freedom, something more than mere emotions? And then ultimately, how can this impact our relationship with God in the best way possible? These are some of the things that we want to talk about today here on The Inner Life. And joining us as our spiritual director, I'm very glad to welcome to the program today for his very first time, Father Jim Goins. Father Jim is a priest in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, and he's the pastor of St. Thomas More University Parish in Norman, Oklahoma. Father Jim, welcome to The Inner Life. So glad to have you here. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm very uh, excited to join you today and to talk about this. Thanks. Well, well, yeah, and before we get into the topic of confession itself, since this is your first time here on the air, uh, can you tell us a little about yourself? Have you always been a native there in Oklahoma? I grew up on Air Force bases, but both of my parents were Oklahomans. We moved back to Oklahoma when my dad retired from the Air Force, and I went to college here in Oklahoma, so I can consider myself an Oklahoman, yeah. And so what was then, if you grew up uh, in a military family, what was the draw? How did you end up finding that you were being called to the priesthood? I'm a convert. I began investigating the Catholic Church when I was in college. I think that's one reason why I've had such a heart for college ministry, because that was the age when I was seeking answers and hoping you know, to find the community. And it took me a while. My my conversion took a while, but it began when I was in college. Converted, I didn't think, I didn't know, I didn't think they would let converts go to seminary. Um, I went and talked to a priest. I, you know, got my courage up, went and talked to a priest. As it turns out, he had been a Methodist. 
so, you know, so he encouraged me to apply for seminary. I did. I had always felt, you know, a call to ministry. As uh, Protestants, we'll talk about that, a call on, on my heart. And I went to seminary, Catholic seminary, and uh, stayed. It was just felt right. Oh, that's felt beautiful. Right. Yeah. How many years have you been a priest, Father? 30 years. All right. Sure. Excellent. Congratulations on that nice big round 30. Well, so confession. Uh, Let's dive into our topic for today. And I'm a big fan of, you know, making sure that we kind of understand terms that we're talking about, that we define terms. And so before we talk about this specific sacrament, for anybody who's listening, maybe they're not Catholic or they're just unfamiliar with the Catholic Church, can you give us just a brief explanation of what a sacrament is? Absolutely. The classic definition, of course, is an outward sign of inner grace. But I like to remind people that the sacraments are rituals. They're small ceremonies that use things of the earth. And in these rituals, these ceremonies, we are connected with uh, God's eternal grace. These these brief ceremonies or lengthier ceremonies in them, in the rituals and the things of the earth, uh, we find divine life. So if you think about the sacrament of confession, it uses very human things, uh, secrets, uh, you know, guilt, uh, that human need to be known, that human, deep human need to be truthful about who we are. That's all basic human, uh, human stuff, but it is used in the sacrament to give us grace. Mm. Well, and even being able to say out loud the things that you've done, rather than just exactly. internally in your mind, to hear them spoken by your own words. But then also the, the, the physical hearing of those words of forgiveness, not just simply reading maybe in a Bible or uh, you know having an intellectual knowledge, but actually hearing those words that are prayed over the penitent by the priest in persona Christi, that we are absolved from our sins. Exactly. If, if forgiveness becomes simply an internal dialogue, it is inauthentic and incomplete. And the brilliance of confession is you sit down with another believer, you sit down with someone else, and the priest there in persona Christi um, is able to hear you and to respond to you and uh, to assure you that your sins are absolved and forgiven and forgotten by God. You know, as you're saying this too, because one of the, you're a convert, I'm also a convert, I grew up in a Baptist church, and a very common question from non-Catholic, especially non-Catholic Christians, is why do I need to go to a priest for confession? Why can't I simply pray to God? And can you maybe expand a little bit more on what you're talking about here, that if it's just an internal dialogue, it's inauthentic? How, how come this is so important for us to understand of course, we want to go to God directly and ask for forgiveness, but we need this sacrament. To begin, it's biblical. There is the biblical command, confess your sins to one another from the book of James. So all of the sacraments are grounded in, in biblical texts. 
more, I think, even more important for our day and age, an age in which there is great pressure to present a false face, you know, to present to the world a happy face or a perfect face or or whatever. You see that on social media so often. There, there is this need for honesty, that, that, that moment when we can take off the mask and reveal to another human being who we are. And let's face it, m- many of the things in, in our lives are good and holy, but there is sin, the reality of sin. And it does not simply affect me. There is no such thing as a, a, a sin that only impacts the sinner. Sin impacts the church. It impacts society. In some ways, there's no true secret sin that hurts no one but, you know, the one who does it. Absolutely false. So the need then to to sit there and to tell the truth of our lives, you are speaking to God, but it is mediated. Grace is so often mediated, and it is mediated through the church. We need the church. That's one of the bedrock teachings of Catholicism. We are in need of the church. And so we go to the church with the truth of our lives, and, and the priest is there. Um, and it is God who, who forgives you through the ministry. You know, it's Christ forgiving you through the ministry of this priest. It's a brilliant and I think a beautiful sacrament, one of the most underrated sacraments we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned the reality of sin. We have to acknowledge that. Um, another thing that we might talk about here for just a moment is the different categories, the two basic categories that sin falls into us, that the Church has defined mortal sins and venial sins. Can you explain the difference between these two and the necessity for confession regarding some of the sins that we might commit in our lives? Sure. Let's begin with venial sin, what we often call everyday sin. It does not destroy your relationship with God, but it weakens it. And the more venial sin that we... um, accumulate that is unabsolved, unresolved, the more prone we are to commit mortal sins. I often tell people, think of venial sin as termite damage. You know, your house can sustain termite damage, and you may not even see it for a long time. It's not destroying your house, but it is weakening the structure of your house and must be addressed at some point. Venial sin can be forgiven in any number of ways. You're encouraged to take it to the confessional. I always encourage penitents to confess their venial sins. But it can be absolved by attending Mass with an open heart. You know, It can be absolved through charity, through Bible study, through personal prayer. Mortal sin is different. It's not just different in... Um, you know, number, it's different in kind. It's soul-killing sin. It's like your house burns down. That's what I tell people. You know, mortal sin burns down your spiritual house. It breaks the relationship between you and God. And it ordinarily must be reconciled in the confessional. Now, we can think of 
uh, instances where that wouldn't be possible. God is free. God is free to forgive sin any way God chooses, but he gave the church the authority to bind and loosen, and the church has uh, its sacramental system uh, to deal with uh, the problem of sin and to help us to overcome it. Talking with Father Jim Gillens today here on The Inner Life. He is a priest in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City discussing the sacrament of confession. What has helped you to be able to make a good confession? What do you do to prepare yourself before walking into the confessional? Has it been a long time since you've been to confession? Maybe you're a little nervous and you don't know where to start and uh, you, you are looking for some advice, some insight. Uh, we'd love to be able to talk with you. You're welcome to call in and speak with Father Jim at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And uh, Father, let's talk about that here before we go to our first break. What are some of the key components that you think, uh, you know, for the preparation before walking into the confessional that somebody can do to really get the most out of this sacrament? The first thing that is often neglected but absolutely essential is to do a good examination of conscience. And fortunately, there are good apps that would have a good examination of conscience on them. You can find them in missiles. I mean, it's, it's essential that we ponder our life and ask the Holy Spirit. Before you go into the confessional, pray to the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what your sins are that need to be absolved. And so have the sins in, in your mind before you go in there. There's nothing sadder than sitting there with a penitent who is just trying, trying, trying to think of a sin and cannot. And of course, and we all get a little nervous when we go in there and we can forget. But I tell people, hey, write it down if you need to. Write your sins down. You know, do your examination of conscience. Write your sins down if you have to, so that you go in prepared and serious. It's a serious moment, and it requires a serious investment. The other thing I, I encourage folks to do is memorize an act of contrition. Memorize one. There are hundreds of them, beautiful. There are longer ones, briefer ones, but have one memorized. Because the act of contrition is something that Catholics should pray every day. You know, at the end of the day, perhaps, if you're in your night prayers, an act of contrition is one of those prayers you need in your arsenal of prayers. So if you have one that you have memorized, I had a penitent once who would write his own uh, his own act of contrition, and I don't encourage that for a lot of people, but his were beautiful just absolutely beautiful prayers. So that's the other thing that, that I recommend. And yeah. third thing, if I could just add absolutely. one thing briefly. You know, don't think that you have to explain the sin to the priest. We know you're a good person. You know, we know that you're a decent person. Sometimes penitents will state the sin and then give you all of this backstory to explain why 
you know, hey, I'm really a good person and this was almost accidental or whatever. You don't need that. You don't need that. It's so much more powerful when we simply go in and, and state the sin and own it and don't try to explain it away or, you know, put it into some sort of context where it's really a virtue rather rather than a sin. I right. think that's important. Sure. Yeah, don't downplay the seriousness of what you've done. Right. But go in and it, at the same time, while you're owning that sin— you're also then able to own the mercy that comes right after it. You know, it's, exactly. It's not going exactly. to be that I've downplayed this, so do I need to downplay the mercy? No, I, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I've done wrong, and I'm in need of God's mercy. And I, I really, really want God to be completely merciful on me. That's my only hope. Uh, again, talking with Father Jim Goins here today on The Inner Life. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, pastor of St. Thomas More University Parish in Norman, Oklahoma, talking about the sacrament of confession, how we make a good confession, what can help us to make the very best confession, uh, what has helped you as you've prepared before going into the confessional. Uh, maybe it's been a while since you've been to confession and you're not sure where to start. You're a little hesitant, a little nervous. Uh, that's why we're here. And you can call in and sp- speak with Father Jim, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address is relevantradio.com. Our conversation continues in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We receive over a million prayer requests every year, thanks in part to the Catholic Order of Foresters studio line, helping us stay connected to your intentions. Learn how our sponsor can support your family with life insurance at relevantradio.com slash forester, an Illinois life insurance society not available in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, and today we're talking about the sacrament of confession, how we can make the best confession possible, how we can get the most out of that sacrament, how we can uh, uh, really experience the healing and the freedom that that sacrament brings to us, offers to us. And we're also taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. I also mentioned the Relevant Radio app just a moment ago, and uh, Father Jim Goins, our spiritual director here for the hour, he talked about in the last segment Uh, One of the essential key things in preparing to go into the sacrament of confession is do that examination of conscience. Uh, If you go to the Relevant Radio app, you'll actually find an entire section that is called a confession helper. And it has prayers before confession. It has uh, the act of contrition that you can look at there. I think it has a couple different uh, uh, versions of it um, that you can use. It has an examination of conscience that you can use. So a lot of different resources that you can find there on the Relevant Radio app, which is a completely free download in your mobile device's app store. If you don't have it downloaded yet, I highly recommend you go there. And of course, there's so much more on the app. You can go back and listen to past shows, past podcasts, and uh, there's so many other prayers and other uh, information that you'll find there that can help you, assist you in your Catholic faith. 
Again, talking with Father Jim Goins today. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, and you're welcome to call in and join us at 888-914-9149. Father, let's go to the phones. We've got Anthony, who's listening to us in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Anthony, you're on the air with Father Jim. Welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you, guys. How are you guys? Very well. Doing well. well. Um, I just have... Awesome. Awesome, awesome. So... I just tuned in, actually, and, um, you know, this is a topic that, um, you know, I felt the need to call because I I just have a quick question. So I, I, I go quite often to confession, and, you know, sometimes I feel a little hypocritical with myself, and, and you know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I keep stumbling over that same rock or, or that same struggle, that same sin, and it's like, you know... Um, how how can I go about, or, or or is it a good thing to go quite often to confession? What are your thoughts on that? You know, um, I recently went twice within a week span, um, and I just wanted to get you know just just some thoughts, some input on on this. So, are you, is it the issue that you feel like you're confessing the same thing over and over and not making any progress? against it is that is that the issue um it, it is one sin, one continuous sin that that i do happen to struggle with but you know it, it is a a balance of you know multiple sins as well when i do go to confession but yes i have noticed um you know usually it's just that one you know i try to wait until i commit any mortal sins to go to confession because i am aware that any venial sins you are allowed to receive communion and and you know my biggest issue with all of this is i'd like to receive communion every sunday when i go to mass right you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to miss that so sure, sure. Uh, you know sometimes i do catch myself like oh wait you know i'll even go the morning of sunday because i know that uh they have confessions at another mass near, uh, at another church nearby so i can attend that before going to mass but you know that that's just really my my issue, I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go so often. But I, I do understand that if I need to go a thousand times after I fall a thousand times, you know, I'm going to make sure I do that because my prior, priority really is just getting up as quick as I fall. Right. Two things. First, I would encourage you to take your venial sin into the confessional, even though, yes, it can be reconciled in other ways yes you can you can receive communion uh if you are dealing with only venial sins but take it to the confessional with you it will help you to address the totality of sin in your life now frequent confession is a good thing i would not want to discourage you from frequent confession I, if you have a mortal sin on your conscience, you need to go to the confessional. Do do you have a regular confessor? Because if you do, you could dialogue with him to make sure that you're not falling into scrupulosity. You know, you can dialogue with a confessor about, hey, uh, uh, how often would you encourage me to do this? Should I do this weekly? Uh, If you're doing it, if you're going to confession every day, 
we're probably dealing with some scrupulosity, but I work on a college campus and we're blessed with students who go often. I mean, they will go at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. Personally, I think that's a good thing. I I don't discourage that at all. You know, go to the confessional, uh, confess your sins humbly, receive the grace, claim the grace, and uh, you will make headway against the sin in your life. Now, I hope you're also praying a rosary every day, because that's a great, you know, uh, prayer weapon against uh, nagging sin in your life. So incorporate other devotions to help you with the sin. But yeah, I would not discourage you from frequent confessions. Anthony, thanks so much for the call. And again, our phone number here, 888-914-9149, as we talk with Father Jim Goins about the sacrament of confession, how we can make the best possible confession, how it can impact us um, the the best possible way. Um, Father, you talked about scrupulosity there. For somebody who might not be familiar with that, can you give us a little background on what a scrupulous person really deals with and what they struggle with? It's a tragic spiritual illness, and it's very difficult to treat. It is the the person, the man, the woman who who feels overwhelmed by sin and that they can never be forgiven, they never quite believe that they have been forgiven, and they see everything they do as very serious sin. A scrupulant will, you know, will see almost everything as mortal, soul-killing, and they're always very close to despairing which is one of the great tragedies of that. So it's difficult to treat. I think people who are scrupulants need a regular confessor. They need to go to, if they can, to go to the same priest as often as possible and work with that priest on the spiritual illness. Because what you want the scrupulant to do is to move from this despair of, oh, I can't be forgiven, everything I do, I can't please God. You don't want them to collapse under the weight of all that, and you want to be able to move them into trusting the promises of Jesus Christ. I I tell scrupulants, the Lord has promised that he will forgive you. The Lord has promised that he will love you. There is no sin that, that you have that he cannot overcome for you. You know, one of the other things that uh, Anthony mentioned when he called at the beginning, he said, I feel a little hypocritical going back and confessing the same sin again. But that, I think, is all of us are going to be hypocrites in one way or another when it comes to being Christians. None of us is perfect. You know, all of us are going to fail and struggle and stumble along the way. And, uh, you know, everybody should be aware of that. And that that should also help us then to be merciful toward our neighbor, you know, that we're not saying, well, you know, look at how how awful they are, because we have our own issues. Um, You know, the other thing there, too, with the hypocritical side of things is the, you know, oh, it would be so nice if I could just get past this sin that I seem to always bring to confession. But sometimes God will allow a sin 
to be that 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 thing thorn in the flesh yeah that thorn in the flesh and that's what i was thinking and it really is a matter of it helps us to recognize that we are humble or we need to be humble that we are not able to do this all on our own that we really need god's help if we have any hope of making it into eternal life in heaven and being with him so that that ability to recognize that okay if i didn't have that I might really struggle with pride because I would think, look at how great I am. That, that could be a very serious danger for us as well. Exactly. And also, folks should always remember that the sacrament of, of confession, you know, it, it hinges on contrition. You know, we're, we're looking for some contrition, some sign of contrition. But it doesn't have to be a, a mountain of contrition. Sometimes it is, you know, people just come in and they weep and weep for their their sins. But it, it, the sacrament works even if it's a grain of contrition. So uh, when we get in those patterns, when it feels like, oh, I'm just confessing the same thing, and I feel like a hypocrite, I'm going to go and confess it, and then I'm probably going to do it again. Well, there is no doubt a, a grain of contrition there probably more. And if we can get the penitent to recognize that, we can help them to move past the frustration of dealing with the same sin over and over. I always tell people, this is why you need a Savior. This sin you're struggling against is a reminder to you that you need a Savior. And so it's in your life for a reason. God will bring glory out of it if you will be patient. Talking with Father Jim Goins today here on The Inner Life about the sacrament of confession, the sacrament of reconciliation, and also taking your phone calls. Maybe you have a question about the sacrament, or what has helped you to be able to make that good confession? Preparing ahead of time before you walk into the confessional, uh, being able to walk out and feel that freedom, that relief, knowing that you've been absolved from your sins. What has helped you in that time? Uh, when have you experienced that healing power of the sacrament of confession? 888-914-9149 is our phone number here to call in and join us. 888-914-9149. And Father, Lynn is calling in, listening in New Jersey. Lynn, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you. I have a question about a guest that was on one of the shows on Relevant Radio recently. Someone called in, um, and he was discussing a sin that he had in his heart that he felt was too embarrassing to confess to his regular priest. And the advice that was given to him was to go to another church to confess where he would be more anonymous. But I thought the whole purpose or one of the purposes of confession was to confess to another person, even if it created some sort of humility, because that's part of confessing, isn't it? I mean, it's not easy to confess a sin, but is that correct that you just go to another church to confess that sin? It kind of takes away the, for me, I felt like it would take away the, the meaning of confessing it out loud. Right. I understand your point, and you're, you're absolutely right that there is a certain amount of humility that is inescapable in, in the confession. Now, we don't want it to be humiliating. Uh, we want it to be humbling, but, 
but not humiliating. And you'd be surprised at the number of Catholics who actually will go to another parish to confess because they don't want their pastor uh, to to know, you know, all the details about their life. And we're, you know, we're a very tolerant church. We have, you know, we have a great deal of patience for that. I personally appreciate my parishioners who trust me with their confessions. And to be honest with you, priests, we've heard everything. I mean, there's there's nothing that anyone's going to tell me that I haven't heard before that is going to make me blush or make me think badly of the person. Uh, you, after 30 years of this, you know, there is... There is a great deal of, you know, reservoir of love and compassion for the human condition. And also remember, you know, your priest is also a sinner. Your priest has to go to confession. So, you know, we are also sinners. We also know how humbling that is. Um, so I understand that people do that, and, and they they can if if they need to. The bottom line is we want them to go to confession, but I appreciate my parishioners who trust me enough to tell me the truth of their lives and to know that I won't judge them harshly or, you know, or to, and to be honest with you, we don't remember. One of the great graces of the sacrament for priests, we don't remember it. You know, there, if that what a terrible life that would be if I kept <laughs> uh-huh. all those sins yeah. in my mind. You know, that's one of the great graces for the priest is God forgets it, we forget it. That's beautiful. Uh, Father Jim Goins is our spiritual director here on The Inner Life today, and we're taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149 as we talk about the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of confession, how we can have the best possible experience, how we can get the most out of going into the confessional, preparing ahead the things that we do inside the confessional, and we're taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149 or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. More coming up with uh, Father Jim Goins in just a moment here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond, and our spiritual director for the hour today, Father Jim Goins. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, pastor of St. Thomas More University Parish in Norman, Oklahoma, talking about the sacrament of confession and how we can approach that sacrament in a more prepared, a better way to get the most out of it so that it is the it's as fruitful as it possibly can be in our lives also taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149-888-914-9149 our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com and father um somebody emailed wants to remain anonymous they said I need some advice to help encourage a child to go back to confession with me uh how to help them not tell them what to say but um, they had a bad experience. The child said the commandment that was broken. The priest misunderstood in the confessional what the actual sin was, accused the child of a seemingly worse slash inappropriate sin. The child was very confused, oh upset, 
afraid to go back. Um, so, I mean, this is, you know, one specific instance, but there are so many other people we'll hear from that'll call in and say, also, you know, how can I encourage maybe an adult child or a spouse or, you know, somebody else? So maybe I, I'm going to lump along with that. How do we just encourage somebody to approach confession again if it's been a while, if they're scared, if they're afraid, if they just simply don't want to go? What are some things that might be helpful? Well, for the uh, the child, the, uh, the email was about, I would encourage that parent to set up an appointment with the pastor and, you know, to begin... Uh, just bring the child in, let him talk to the pastor, not in a confessional setting, but to talk about uh, confession, and maybe the pastor could show him the confessional, set the child's mind at ease, and and the priest might be able to say, I understand that you had a bad experience, but we're going to make sure your next one is a great experience. So that would be my advice on that. And let's face it, many people have reported bad experiences in the confessional. I've had a couple of confessions that I thought were just not graced. I mean, there's grace, of course, there, but it was not very pleasant. But you have to remember, priests are human. They, They have bad days. Uh, they're grumpy some days, or they didn't get enough sleep, or they've heard an hour and a half of confessions, and and they're tired. Um, So there has to be this willingness to forgive the confessor for not being all that you need him to be. You know, if you get a bad, uh, you catch a priest on a bad day, uh, that's part of the grace is that you get to forgive him. But then I also encourage people, you know, if you're having a bad experience with a confessor, tell him. Say, hey, Father, I need you to be more merciful. I need you to listen to me more carefully. uh, Priests need to hear that sometimes. Mm. Well, then how about the, the spouse maybe that, you know, they won't go to confession or you've got an adult child and you know it's been maybe months or even years and you don't want to push them away, you don't want to drive them away further, but you still want to encourage them in some fashion. Uh, any advice there for uh, you know somebody who has that family member or that loved one who they just seem to really drag their feet or be resistant about going to the confessional? I think a personal testimony from people who have found great peace in confession can be a powerful testimony. And to sit down with that family member and to tell them, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life, but I want to tell you what this has done in my life, the difference that this has made in my life. So for them to hear from their spouse, their parent, that the sacrament of confession has been, you know, occasion after occasion of grace for them is a very powerful thing. It's a positive way to do it. It brings up the subject, but without condemning or throwing guilt on them. And of course, that doesn't work. Uh, But to just tell them what it has meant to you can be a very, very powerful testimony. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's great advice. Again, our spiritual director, Father Jim Goins, today here as we're talking about the sacrament of confession, uh, how we can prepare ourselves, how we can approach the confessional so that it's as fruitful as possible, that we are able to receive that grace and walk out and experience that freedom, that healing. And taking your phone calls at 888-914-9149. Father, Carrie is calling in from Minneapolis. Carrie, welcome to The Inner Life. Glad to have you on the air. Hello. Um, I haven't been to confession since probably my first confession, and I'm 63 years old. And I one night laid in bed years ago and went through all my stuff, said, hey, Jesus, here's all my sins, just in case I die pretty soon. And so I did that, but I know I probably have to go to the priest and do it the right way. But how do you go about 50 years of sins? Here's what you do. Uh, you call your parish, and you make an appointment with the priest and let them know that it's, you know, it's a personal appointment. You don't have to tell them that you need to go to confession, but you do let them know it's personal and that you, you might need a little bit of the priest's time. You know, it might take 40, 45 minutes. And then you go, you go and meet with him and you explain to him that it has been a very, very long time. And I guarantee you he's going to welcome you and he can walk you through the ritual. Maybe you've forgotten the ritual. That's okay. You can relearn it. And and there's for priests, there's nothing more joyous than to be able to to sit down with someone who's been estranged from this sacrament for a long time and to bring them back to the sacrament. I promise you he will be happy to talk to you. I, I just wouldn't recommend that you, you know, bounce into this Saturday confessional line, because you're going to need more time, and, and, and the priest might need to walk you through some of it. So a personal appointment, priests are happy to hear confessions by appointment. Yeah. Carrie, yeah, I hope that's helpful, and uh, you'll be in my prayers, and I know so many other people will be praying for you as uh, you try and contact and set up that appointment with your local parish priest. Yeah, and... don't tarry. Do do that as soon as yep. possible, and Absolutely. and look at that app as as they were talking about the you know the app for for this program. Look at that examination of conscience now. Begin doing that. And prepare for it even now. Yeah, and again, that's just on the Relevant Radio app. If you uh, look up Relevant Radio in your mobile devices app store, you can find it there, and you'll you'll find uh, upper right-hand corner, there's a little button that says Pray, and under that, there's a confession helper that gives you all kinds of resources there. Uh, Father, we've talked about, through the course of the hour, um, how we can prepare before walking into the confessional itself, about some of the things when we are in the sacrament of confession, when we're there as the penitent. One of the things we didn't talk about is after we walk out of the confessional, we're always given some sort of penance typically. Uh, What's the importance of that penitential act that is given to us? Why is that significant? And how can we take that part and approach it in the best way possible? That's a great question. Two things I hope people remember is that your penance is not punishment. It's not punishment. It's a remedy. It's medicinal. So the, a penance is given to you to help you overcome the temptation of sin in your life. Now, in most of the church, you know, penances have sort of settled into a certain number of prayers. You know, Our Fathers, Hail Marys, 
and there's that's great. I mean, prayer is a great tool against temptation. But think of it first, think of it as a remedy. Almost like the priest is writing you a spiritual prescription. The second thing is don't neglect it. Don't forget to do it. One reason why our penances are so often simple is because we don't want the penitent to forget it. We want to make sure that they do it. And if I'm dealing with, say, a scrupulant or if I'm dealing with someone that has memory problems, I will often have them do the penance right then and there so that I can tell them, okay, you've done your penance. You know, you don't have to worry about forgetting it or that it's not enough or whatever. You've done your penance. So to think of it in, in you know, medicinal terms and and to do it. Now, penitents have a right also. If If a priest gives you a complicated penance that you can't do, you have the right to say, Father, I can't do that penance. Please give me one that I can do. So if the priest is like, for your penance, you know, do a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Uh, I mean, you can say, no, I, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Give me something that I can do. Now, a rosary, a rosary, you can do a rosary. I, I've, I've had penitents object to a rosary, and I'm like, no, you can do a rosary. You can do a rosary. So... Yeah, well, I've, okay. I've even been given uh, fasting as a, as a penance before, uh, which is not necessarily yeah. fun. But yep, you can you powerful can do it. Form of prayer, <laughs> it is I mean, yeah. very powerful. Uh, Father, we've only got about a minute left here. Uh, one quick email that I wanted to get in. Uh, person says, last time I went to the confession, the priest didn't give me the opportunity or didn't ask me to pray the act of contrition, was the confession valid? I've experienced this myself, where the priest will just, after he gives whatever the penance is, he'll just go right into the prayer of absolution. Right. It's valid. It's still valid. And it's simply uh, an omission on his part. Sometimes if lines get very, very long and priests are pressed for time, Sometimes uh, confessors will uh, lift the obligation or ask that people pray them before they get in there. But no, it's still valid. It's a valid confession. Valid absolution. Wonderful. Wonderful. As long as the prayer of absolution is prayed, it makes it valid. Exactly. And, and you come exactly. in... Now, if he forgets that, right. like if you have a priest that blanks out on that, it, your intent is still valid. Your intent is to go to confession and to receive absolution, um, but I would bring it to his attention. <laughs> I would come back in yeah. and say, hey, you forgot to give me absolution. Well, Father Jim, we're down to about 30 seconds here. Before we wrap up, could I ask you to offer a blessing for all of our listeners today? Oh, I'd be happy to. I've enjoyed this so much. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. May Almighty God bless and keep all who are listening to this conversation. May He move your hearts to frequent the confession, to repent of your sinfulness, and to trust in His promise of mercy. And may He bless you, Father, Son, 
and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father Jim, for being with us. And uh, stay tuned. We've got Mass coming up next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.